Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Fun and Mental Nerd Podcast, where we talk about everything fun and mental and nerdy. Yep, um, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Andrew Hot. And I'm one of your other hosts, Nate Campbell. And we just want to say howdy hey, and welcome to the uh, podcast. And uh, sorry for the long two-month gap. We both got very busy with the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Just a lot of stuff happened. I was um, out of state um, for most of it with my nephews, and we thought about recording from afar, but recording in a, a house with two kids who were running around and yelling all the time just didn't really sound like something that would actually be practical. Yeah, and then on top of that, I was uh, dealing with, uh, um, since I worked in the hotel industry, I was working with uh, busy season travel. I was like, I just, we don't have the energy for this. So our no. powers combined, we are not recording this holiday season. Exactly. But we're back. And yeah. uh, we decided that we would take a break from Harry Potter and just kind of do an episode where we just riff on um, all the stuff that we've been doing during the holiday break and kind of the things that we've been enjoying recently. Yeah, just kind of uh, ease back into recording a podcast since it's literally been two months since we've really sat down to record a podcast. Like we've like played Minecraft and stuff together. It's something we're going to talk about exactly. today. And um, yeah, we're watching lots of just random things. As if you could tell from our um, intro, if you're a fan of the keyboard community, I've been watching a lot of new keyboard stuff, and I've picked up a little bit of Howdy Hey from um, Hippio Tech which is a really fun keyboard uh, <laughs> uh, person that I've been watching a lot recently, and I've been saying it without even thinking about it because that's how my brain works sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny you should say that because I've been watching a lot of um, art streamers on Twitch because, uh, fun fact, the uh, the Twitch community for artists is really awesome and super positive. Um, nice. I've been watching a bunch of different artists on there, like uh, Tofu's fantastic, but I kind of fell into it all because I was watching this pixel artist named uh, Cupo Joe, and uh, he is like the most wholesome, gosh dang human in the mankind. Like, oh, nice! He 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 just runs such a good stream. It's so awesome. Um, I highly recommend him. I'm going to talk about him a little bit later on in the show, and kind of like the positivity of like streaming and art in general and stuff like that. But nice. um, yeah. yeah, I feel like. But uh, do you want to do you want to get started really quick with uh, anything you did while you were uh, out of out of state? Well, um, one of the big things I did while I was um, up north was I found a Lego store, which then I found out there's one here in uh, Phoenix when I came back called Minifigs and More. No, Minifigs and Bricks and Minifigs. That's it. Bricks and Minifigs, which is a great like used Lego store that has giant bins of Legos that you can go and just sift through and put into a bag. And, you know, like for $15, you get a bag of Legos. And um, just because of COVID and everything else, I've been kind of getting back into Legos and I've started this huge Harry Potter castle that I've talked about before. It's massive now. Um, but I've been able to get a bunch of like the pieces I need. So between um, discovering those stores and having a lot of fun kind of just getting my, my Harry Potter stuff together. I've also discovered um, online websites that sell individual bricks. If you know the numbers and stuff like that. So I've ordered some of the key parts that I can't find like archways and stuff like that, that are key to the, the castle build. Um, and I'm able to order those in bulk. So I'm having a lot of fun just, kind of playing around with lego again it's i don't know it's yeah. something fun yeah, about I, that. I, I saw you got that quidditch team together for the hufflepuff you're just missing two players i think or yeah. three players yeah i have four so that means a seven yeah, right so you need three yeah yeah you um, need three more yeah and yeah it's just kind of fun just collecting the bits and finding them um there's no such thing as a ravenclaw um quidditch player because they haven't made one so you can't make a ravenclaw team which i was bummed because dream would be to make an extra quidditch field to put next to my Hogwarts has, castle that has uh, that has Hufflepuff and um, Ravenclaw fighting it out. Um, mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. Um, the other thing that I've been doing is, of course, making individual rooms for the castle. So if you're familiar with the new Hogwarts castle, each of the rooms are modular, and you can kind of plug them in. And so I've been making just random ones. Like, I just made Filch's office. I made the entryway. And I made the uh, House Cup uh, award system thing where you have the little... Yeah. Um, I have little things for each of the houses up there, which is really cool. Um, sadly, I didn't have enough pieces, so um, maybe, uh, so poor Hufflepuff because I didn't have enough yellow pieces. Looks like they're doing really badly because they have one well, little yellow piece. <laughs> to be to be fair, they are usually in last yeah. just because. <laughs> but that's beside the. That's point. only because Rowling has a bias, and um, <laughs> Ravenclaw is, <laughs> is winning. I have enough pieces to make Ravenclaw look like they're winning, so that was good. And then Raven and then um, Slytherin and Gryffindor are, are neck and neck which makes sense story-wise. So yeah, I've 
had a lot of fun. Just like little details like that. And it's like in my castle. It's like there. I have a a Ravenclaw student, and then I have a Slytherin student who just had a poly- took a Polyjuice poly- potion. His, his Slytherin uniform is sitting in the corner, and he's looking like just like a Ravenclaw. It's like right behind the, the wall behind him. So it looks like he just transformed into him to sneak into the Ravenclaw room and stuff like that. So I have little stories that I'm building. Yeah, that, which is fun. I like that too because a lot of a lot of the castles you see online are just like I have recreated the castle, but they don't really like create scenes, which mm-hmm. is I think, which I think is really cool about what you're doing. Yeah, and oh, one thing I found, I found an old Lego for Peeves, which looks like kind of like a gray statue um, guy with a suit, and I I taken a, a level, I I cut out a hole in the floor, so it looks like he's coming through a floor and coming up the next level. And so that's my next thing is to figure out, like, what prank could you just play? Like, I'm going to have, like, water everywhere, like, maybe a bucket on the side or something. But, yeah. Yeah, because that was the uh, the second one. He was throwing water at everyone. Oh, no, the third one. He was throwing water at yeah. everyone. The second so. one, he um he wasn't really in that much. But um I believe – oh, no, it was the third one. Oh, that's the third one again. I was going to say, the third one where Sir Headless Six pretends to be Peeves to get him out of trouble. But it's the second, second one, though, that he isn't – it a little bit and he does a bunch of stuff and he's um accuses potter of being the 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 uh the, the, air slytherin. The, the hair of slytherin yeah. yes anyways we're going back into harry potter again so uh, anyways <laughs> had a lot of fun playing legos doing a lot of my rooms i've been posting that on my instagram a lot so um so yeah lots of fun doing that and um yeah that was my main kind of hobby thing i was doing i kind of took a break from magic which was my other big um hobby hobby because I just really didn't have anywhere to play um, when I was up there. I went to a store one night. But I don't know. It's hard when you're visiting family to justify going and playing games with people you don't know at a store just to get that itch. So I'm like, uh, I did it once and I just didn't want to do it again because it's limited time with family. So Yeah, that's kind of the struggle I have every time I'd go visit my dad when I was more active in different communities was like, there's this uh, game store that's like a 20 minute drive away from them. But then like, I'm only up here visiting my dad for, you know, two weeks or so. So do I want to give up one of those nights? But yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so I, I went once and that was fun, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I kind of, yeah, just hung out with the family. We played a lot of board games. My sister and my brother-in-law play a lot of board games. Um, another big one we played was Splendor. Oh, um, I love Splendor. Yeah, that, it's a really good game. I got my sister the expansions and the game mat for that. So she has like all the bits now. Um, so we played that. We played, um, Pandemic Contagion, which is an amazing game. I don't know if you played that one yet, where you're the disease. Um, nope, I've only played the regular one so far. I do want to try the uh, the um, World of Warcraft one now. Yeah, this one's actually a whole separate game. It's like really small, and you can play very quickly, like little five ten minute games. I think. Oh, cool! And it's like you have like a little locations. You're trying to put little. Um, you just try to exterminate nations with a disease, which is you know what you do in your free time over the holidays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, totally. And another great little gem of a game that we we um we played that I just love as well is a game called Parks. I got it from my brother in law. It looked really cool, but you oh yeah, like I've seen that one. The art looks gorgeous. That's, on yeah, that. when I saw it, like the art is awesome. My my brother in law will like it mainly for the art, and the game looks like it's around like maybe a little bit more complicated than Splendor, but less complicated than Pandemic. So I figured it'd be in their wheelhouse, and so I pulled, I bought that for him, and then we played it. It was amazing. I think we played like two or three times um, that week because it was, yeah, it was a great game. So, yeah, Pandemic Contagion and um, Splendor and Parks, three really great board games I would highly recommend. Um, With my sudden, like, drive to be doing more art stuff again, kind of like going coinciding with uh, the fact I've been working on like a middle grade novel and things like that is I decided I wanted to do some art with it as well. So I I started looking around a lot on... um, on like Twitch to figure out like is it worth it for me to like get a Photoshop subscription? Should I just be playing around with Procreate on my iPad like I've been doing or things like that? Uh, but long story short, I started watching a lot of Cartoon Network shows because I was like I like the art style in them and I don't care. So I kind of have that like twelve year old mentality when I watch shows a lot of the time. So I've been kind of rewatching Steven Universe again because it's just one of my like all time favorite shows. Mm-hmm. But this time I've been kind of watching the art a little bit more closely. And then um, the other thing I've been watching, and you were talking about how you've been watching this too with your nephews, was uh, We Bear Bears. Oh, yeah. It's such a moment um, show. It is. It's such a wholesome, happy show. Like, it's almost toxic with how positive yes. it is. <laughs> if you watch the show, um, all I'll say is uh, Tote Bag Life. Uh, great episode. <laughs> Well, but like I just I just like the characters that exist in there, but it's kind of been funny watching like these cartoons with the intent of studying the art style more, which kind of like 
feeds into what I wanted to kind of talk about is um, when I started looking at like, you know, doing art for like a middle grade novel, you don't want anything like too flashy or too like extreme or things like you want like something kind of calm and, you know, easy to look at kind of like Hilda does on Netflix. I highly recommend watching Hilda. Um, But I was looking up online how to like recreate the style and things like that. And I found out there is a lot of hate for the art style, which I think is so weird because when you look at Cartoon Network shows, they've always kind of adapted this, like most of the shows kind of look the same kind of art form to them. But I, I don't know. I th- I think the... I thought, this is just a personal thought. I always liken Cartoon Network to Nintendo. Like they might not have the best graphics, but like the content is really good. And so mm-hmm. it makes up for the, the, the graphics. But at the same time, their cartoony style is really, I don't know. Like I get like yeah. a lot of people don't like um, the the style but like samurai jack and stuff like that i love that style mm-hmm. it's almost artistic yeah like i mind. love samurai jack and things like that but it's kind of um it's funny because like i grew up watching like a lot of hey arnold and like cat dog and things like that on um on nickelodeon and then i started watching like dexter's lab and like um things like that when i was going uh growing up and and uh like powerpuff girls i love powerpuff girls i thought that was such a cool dynamic to show off like an entirely new version of a superhero but um, the cartoons now, they are written with such a wholesome story behind them. When you watch like Cat Dog, it was literally a cat attached to a dog. And they get up to like hijinks, like collecting dolls and like trying to buy presents for each other. You're like, oh, this is kind of cute and stuff. But then you get shows nowadays that are like Steven Universe where like you're tackling like orphan problems and like, you know, mommy issues and like things like that. And then you get like shows like Gravity Falls, which is um, another one of my absolute favorite shows that kind of tackles like teenage like love interests and like having a crush and how to cope with that and like not being taken seriously as a child and things like that. It's just kind of crazy to me. I mean, I'm mad enough to say that there's a vegetarian episodes that have made me cry. Um, yes. The music is so intense in some of those things. I was surprised kind of going mm-hmm. back. I have now added like a vegetarian music songs to my song list because they're just really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like that kind of leads to the other thing too is um, I think that the artists that are making all these like cartoons now kind of grew up in the same way I did because they're all about in their 30s now when you kind of look at like graduation time to like creating shows and stuff like that um they all kind of watched the same shows we did but wanted to put more emphasis on them because like i remember being younger and watching hey arnold and being like yeah this is what it's like to be a kid but now like i watch um and i can't believe it completely lost my mind i'm gonna look it up really quick while i talk very nonchalantly on hbo max i was just watching a little bit more of it this morning it's about a creek and some kids Oh no, where is it at? Uh Craig of the Creek. Um it really like encompasses what it was like to be a sur- uh, suburban kid that could just go out and play with their friends. Like it had like all the vibes you got from watching Recess plus like the vibes of like Hey Arnold where it's just like a bunch of kids interacting oh, and having a good time. We watched the show. My nephew's watched the show. I didn't know it by name, but I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, I remember watching this. Um, there was an episode where they were going down the river, and they um, were trying to figure out where – I can't remember what it was. But there was, like, a mermaid at the end. trying to be a girl with a flipper. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, and then there was the – yeah. Yeah, yeah. I liked the episodes that we saw. They were cool. <laughs> yeah. it's um. So one of my favorite things I did, and this is something you see a lot in these shows too, like OKKO OK did an entire episode where it's like this joke is specifically for people that grew up in um, – the 2000s they have a villain who literally riffs on like the new music that happened during like 2009 he's uh like from like 2002 to 2009 where it's like all like the corn and uh like evanescence and all that stuff and like all of his like fight moves were literally <laughs> evanescent songs and stuff like that <laughs> like lincoln park I'll show you the episode later so you can kind of see it. But um, all these creators are kind of like recreating like things that happened to us as a kid and like bring them in in a way so that like we can watch and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. But um, in Craig of the Creek, there's an episode where they literally interact with different social groups of friends. And one of the groups that they run into is um, basically like the nerd like kids that read manga and stuff like that. And, like, they all dress up like ninjas and they're playing down at the creek and they're trying to figure out who has this overdue book so that one of the girls can read the book because it wraps up the uh, series that she's reading. And then the other group that they run into is, like, the horse girls, which are, like, the girls that literally pretend to be horses. And I just thought it was so funny that, like, he mentioned that I was just like, yes, I remember these kids when I was in 
middle school and elementary school like i remember interacting with these people <laughs> and it was just cool kind of cool to see that like brought to light all over again because i'm sure it still exists on campus too yeah one thing that kind of cracked me up that cracked me up but i think find interesting in these older shows um it's what i personally call the scrubs effect um because mm-hmm. i think scrubs is the first show i remember watching that mainstream this idea of happy sad like really funny moments but really serious topics sometimes and yeah. really 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 serious topics like you'll be laughing one scene almost crying the next um there's the one where dr cox is going to his friend's funeral and his friend was there the whole time and then there's like a scene like who are you talking to doctor and it was like you realize that person's dead and they were at the funeral oh my gosh that got me really bad and it started a whole change in shows. Shows started becoming funny and sad at the same time. And I think it even opened up to like the whole Marvel universe we see now, the way they do their humor and stuff where they go from serious to funny and back to serious, that it it changed, I think, like a rift in TV where you get like the X-Files, everything has to be serious all the time to now this kind of like, oh, now you have things like, you know, the Marvel universe and stuff that have this kind of in between. Yeah, like... Yeah, legitimately, like, the very second episode of Steven Universe makes people cry. Yeah. Like, that that entire episode, like, kind of lives out the whole story of, like, why Steven is living the way he is. And then you get to see, like, how his father feels about the situation and, like, all of the friends and stuff. And it's, like, one of those things where the entire time it's funny because, like, the dad always keeps saying, like, well, if every pork chop was perfect, you wouldn't have hot dogs. And then in the end, he's literally crying. And, like, it's just... It's just so crazy that they get so much emotion into these cartoons now. Yeah, I feel like with Marceline and Adventure Time, because I haven't seen the Steven Universe yet, but like whenever they talk about her past and like you, you hear about that stuff, she has, I mean, everybody in that show kind of has a very sad yeah. past, but she always hits me. I don't know why her in particular hits me hard. Probably her relationship I think it's because with the Ice King. I, yeah, I, I think it's because you get to see her go through life is kind of the difference versus the mm-hmm. other ones where like you're just like oh this thing happened to you but like you get to see her continuing to live her life yeah um yeah but man marceline is such a cool character but but at the same time she's also like one of the funniest characters like she writes an entire song about like evicting fake engine and uh, <laughs> uh fake uh jake and finn and like kick him out of their trailer and be like nah this is fine i don't care <laughs> But then they become like best friends. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a happy right. sad thing, and yeah, yeah like I say, I call it the scopes effect because it's the first time I saw it there. But I, it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Like even my favorite show, Doctor Who, you can definitely tell that when it started in the sixties and stuff, it had one vibe, and then now in the new one, it's totally changed. Especially when um you get into the eleventh and tenth Doctor, there's a lot of emotions fo- uh, mixed in, and never ever almost cried in a classic episode of Doctor Who. I loved them, but it never had that emotional tie that, that we have nowadays in TV shows. And I don't know if we're just more emotional as people or if it's, you know, the shows have just gotten better. I definitely think there's more emotion in shows now than there probably used to be. Um, I think there's more life lessons in shows now because it used to be like MacGyver was like, I fixed the problem and the problem doesn't exist anymore. Like there wasn't really that much emotion in shows like MacGyver and... um things like that and then like house started being a thing and like law and order kind of wanted more emotional feel and like er came out in like the 90s so i mean even um one of my favorite shows uh twin peaks that one kind of elicits like a weird level of like this is really sad and this makes me angry but i'm also laughing and like why are these characters doing this thing none of this makes sense so and then yeah I don't know what makes me think of this, but there's another like genre of TV shows that came around uh, shortly after that, which I also quite like, and I think it's another break. Um, is the Eureka Warehouse 13 Stargate yes type yes. shows, which are just fun. That's all you can yeah. say is they're fun. They're fun. Um, Eureka led me to uh, make a lot of uh, different thought provoking changes to like D and D specifically, where solutions didn't have to be fighting something. <laughs> Yeah, I like I I love those shows, and there's very very few of them nowadays. Um, I think the latest one I saw was a show called Librarians, which I think fit that that bill. But um, but yeah, I kind of miss that genre of show of just like just we don't care. We're not going to be like high level. It's not really in that same genre, but I've been watching also um to to move in the opposite direction of cartoons. I've been watching Doom Patrol finally on uh, oh, I need to see that HBO. Um. That is a very serious show. Um, I will recommend. I will 
tell everyone in advance it is definitely not child friendly so you know if you want to watch it don't have any kids around it's very thought-provoking but it's also very uh I don't, I don't know the best way to say it it's just very violent and very vulgar on top of it all but it's um it's a really sad story but also the villains are really good but there's also a lot of weird comedy in it that you like don't want to laugh at because it's a very serious show <laughs> it's very interesting but well that came because i see this first series but i haven't watched the latest stuff that's on my list but i watched um i i got into it because of titans because it's that episode where they they meet the doom patrol on the way through yeah that titan show it's not the best written show like there's a lot of things i kind of wish were better but it was very dark but at the same time it's the dc shows that i was enjoying the most of course i love robin i love teen titans and I like the Dark Titans storyline yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. But um But yeah, it's one of those things where like, yeah, the Doom Patrols it's definitely in that same vein. Where it's a lot darker. This is not kid shows. Um but well done. Definitely different from the Arrowverse DC universe, which is a lot more family friendly, kind of Kind of like you know, the old Friday afternoon type T V show veneer of yeah, it. Had to- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, it has very uh, ABC Family vibes to it, and then um, when you compare it to Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol is very um, after dark once the kids are in in bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the only reason why I started watching was like I kept seeing it on my list of like, oh, it exists, and I saw the Peacemaker thing, and I was like, well, I don't think I can watch Peacemaker until I watch Doom Patrol in case there's like a little tie to it in some way. But I don't think there will be. Yeah, but... Peacemaker, I think it will have a better tie to Suicide Squad, the second movie. But I don't know if it's the second movie or if it's a reboot. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard. From... Um, I, I, it's a continuation. I okay. know that much because I did watch the first like twenty minutes of it. So, okay. and then I was like, oh, actually, I should go watch Doom Patrol because that's on my list. So, yeah, Order of Operations. Exactly. I think I started watching Star Girl. That was an interesting DC show as well. That's on there. Um, that's on my list too. I think yeah. Luke Wilson is in it, which is why I started watching it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's just another one of those shows in that that genre, but. It's less soap opery for me, at least, than uh, like Arrow got. Arrow just got like yeah, very teeny. Or yeah, yeah. it's like okay. Well, yeah, you <laughs> like like I told you, like everyone kept telling me to watch the Flash, and I was like, I like the Flash. Flash is really cool. I'll watch this, and like I just couldn't get into the flow of the story. Like I like I like the character they they cast as the Flash. I thought they did a really good job with that. He really like fit it, but. I don't know, it was just lacking something for me personally. So it's one of those, like, I wanted to watch it because, like, all my friends were watching it, but I just couldn't get into it. I also feel like the show falls into the the trap of showing, not telling. Sorry. Yeah, telling, not showing. Sorry, the other way. Where a lot of episodes, even though they have good messages, felt like you're being preached at instead of showing you what that would have been like without, you know, preaching directly at you. It's like almost like they stopped and stare at the screen. It's like, you should know this lesson. It's like, okay, I know exactly what you're doing. I know what you're saying. I agree with it, but at the same time, there's better ways to write this. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, to just double back really quick, because that brought me right back into it. Um, I also wanted to talk about how much I like the weird cameos that exist in cartoons now. Oh, yeah. Um, in OKKO, OK they actually had an entire crossover episode where they brought in like some of the original voice actors from uh, none other than Captain Planet. Oh, nice. So so they brought in the Captain Planet um, characters and storyline, but they did it in the OKKO OK art style, which I really like. It's super cartoony. Like half the time looks like it's done with colored pencils and like that's the style they wanted. I think... Um, Oh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. It's Ian something. Uh, he's Rebecca Sugar's husband, so they work really closely together. Uh, she does the outro music for OKKO OK as well. Um, but his art style is just so fun because he said, I want to do this art style and this is going to exist. But um, it was just so funny to see like Captain Planet in that art style <laughs> where he comes out with like the like the the Cal art style, but like still with the same story and the same voice. It was really cool. And they kind of like wrapped it up with this like, now remember, you should be recycling and stuff. And I was like, this is what I loved about cartoons in the 90s. They always had like uh, a message about taking care of the planet at the end. That's one of the things that uh, kind of when you were saying that I was thinking of two different um, cameos, cartoon cameos that I thought was funny. One which makes sense, which um, if you watch Archer, there's an episode where Archer and Bob's Burgers kind of have a crossover because oh. Archer loses his memory. And he finds himself in a restaurant with a family and it turns out it's like all the voices from Bob's Burgers were there and he was playing character and then the other one though that cracked me up i was not expecting it was in supernatural there's a crossover with snooper supernatural and the scooby-doo cartoon 
and uh, the Supernatural crew gets sucked into a TV and they become a uh, Scooby-Doo cartoon with Scooby-Doo. And it's like real ghosts in there. So they're trying to stop the Scooby-Doo gang from getting actually killed by actual ghosts. <laughs> and it's it's a great crossover. It's, I love that. I love when they um, they do something silly like that. And when I, when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrible. But um, but then when I watch it, it, it was awesome. It's kind of like the same reaction I had with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, musical episode. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna like this. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is the best episode ever. <laughs> this is this is the greatest thing to ever happen, and I hope it continues to happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I just I just like when um when franchises exist in that way where like they can kind of commune with one another, and I think Cartoon Network is really good about like. I don't I don't I can't speak to it officially, but I feel like they have a really good community like within Cartoon Network to like share stuff across. I don't know if they do it for sales or things like that, but I, I do enjoy it nonetheless. I think it's really good. Um the other fun thing about Cartoon Network is I remember one year I was watching it and like there was like fart noises going on the entire like time I was watching. I was like, what is going on here? This was like in twenty twelve or something like that. And I realized it was April first. So they were literally like some probably poor intern was tasked with going through the entire schedule for April Fool's Day, like and putting in fart noises where they <laughs> thought they'd be funny. <laughs> like funny. just interns literally sitting in front of like, oh, they they made a funny face. Let's put a fart sound. <laughs> like just like fart sound, fart sound. <laughs> I just pictured like some intern, like, oh my gosh, I haven't slept in three days and I'm not getting paid, and here I am using my my master's degree to put fart sounds over cartoons <laughs> and then some kind of middle manager is like patting himself on the back like i came up with the best idea he's just sitting there like not even watching it because you know <laughs> why would yeah uh, I, I just i just always think about that time when i was watching i was like what is with these fart noises i don't remember like Kone next door like using farts very often in general <laughs> well one of the things um not really a crossover but it kind of is um the one of the shows my nephews watched a lot is uh, Loud House, and then they had another family, uh, the Colossus, I believe, is what the, that show is called, where it's another family that exists in the wor- in the same world. And it's like another series, and um, yeah. one of the characters, Bobby, is in both series, kind of goes back and forth, and sometimes other characters pop up. But um, yeah, like going through all the shows my nephews watch, they watch a lot of shows, but there are some really, really well done shows like you were talking about earlier we bear bears and such but loud house has to be one of my favorite like random cartoons they watched i don't know why the kids are like the main kid is obsessed with comic books and his mm-hmm. deck of cards guy. It's, it's yeah yeah it's funny like i even showed you before we started recording but like i actually bought like a loud house comic today because i saw when i was at target mm-hmm. doing my grocery shopping just because target's my closest grocery store out here um and I was like, oh, I like Loud House. I'll buy that. And after I bought it, I realized it's comic number 13. But um, so now now I my collection brain is like, well, you have to get one through 12. And I saw there's a 14 and a 15 now that I went to the website. <laughs> I'm going so to be $8 per the comic. very best. Can... <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever. Well. I mean, I like it's it's no secret. I really enjoy cartoons and comics and things like that. Um. Oddly enough, though, I've never been a super big like superhero comic collector. Um, but like on my uh, on my bookshelf back here, I have like the Lumberjanes. Um, I have like the Adventure Zone comics because I love the Adventure Zone. I can go on and on about that forever. I've got a couple Adventure Time ones, and I've got some like other random ones too. But I think I might. I have a few Robin ones because Robin was my favorite growing up. And then I have a, just a ton of Doctor Who, and my favorite comics in my collection is a, a crossover, which is Doctor Who and Star Trek: Next Generation had a crossover where the Borg and Cybermen <laughs> team up to t- to assimilate the universe, and um, yeah, there's even an episode Delete. where they had to go back in time and um, help the the original Enterprise crew, and Tom Baker is back there, so they have a classic Doctor, and they had Peter, uh, um, <laughs> Matt Smith um, with. Um, the next generation crew but yeah this is it's just fun to see the crossover it's fun like one of the covers is um the tardis crew on the enterprise bridge another one is like picard looking outside the tart and like in the tardis looking outside yeah. and stuff like it's just it's fun seeing those things um yeah i i i've always just loved crossovers in general i think it's a really cool thing to see so one of the books i've been wanting to hunt down and get a physical copy of and read when i was a kid i saw this was probably the very first like crazy crossover i've ever seen was there was a Star Trek Next Generation novel where they went to Planet X-Men. And I've always wanted to read that book. Like, what the heck is that going to be like? And 
hilariously, now that Patrick Stewart has played Professor X, because this was before he even played Professor X, um, it actually is like, now reading that book would be completely different, because Professor X would be Captain Picard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's interesting, too. So, one of my biggest regrets is I never bought it was, I saw this um, one where they kind of took, like, a whole bunch of the Marvel heroes, and they put them in, like, a medieval setting. So, like, Doctor Doom was Doctor... was, uh, um, was, like, Lord von doom or whatever and like he was like the leader of this like feudal system that was like oh marvel like, like, really like successful. 18 something whatever that says. yeah it was like seven it was like 14 something something but but like it was like he was the bad guy and like wolverine like was wearing full plate mail and stuff like that it was really just interesting looking but... i have a copy of that somewhere because neil gaiman wrote a series in that that time and so i have his um version of that somewhere in my collection now i'm thinking about it. i have to go through my boxes and find it um yeah, that, yeah, bring back memories. Yeah, this is making me want to go through my storage unit up in uh, Utah and try and find my emo boy comics. <laughs> I was going to say, I do have one crossover comic book that was when they tried to mix DC and Marvel together. So I have, mm-hmm. um, what was it, S- uh, Captain Super or Super Cap or something like that. Basically, Captain America and Superman mixed together, Superman with a shield. And then they had a bunch of like Wolverine and Batman mixed. Um, and the Joker of uh, Sabretooth was a pretty cool mix for a bad guy. Oh well. yeah. I could. Yeah. I was, I was wondering who you'd mix that with, but that makes Red Skull sense. Red Skull and Lex Luthor. Cool bad guy. Kind of like, okay. Nazi slash billionaire. And then like, I think there was like spider boy, which I always thought was weird. Spider man was always kind of a boy already. So mixing with Superboy was like, what changed? Does he have laser eyes now? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was an interesting, <laughs> well, um, you know. interesting mix of comics trying to bring light between these two, um, like competing companies, which I always thought was interesting that they were, even allow this to happen yeah like, I wonder what... they, they probably were testing the waters on that one they were like nope this isn't working we're, we're stopping here yeah i don't think those went very far yeah 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 because like you see the same thing with like uh images tried to cross with like dark horse in the past and that's failed too so yeah the only thing i remember dark horse for doing was star wars comics i remember they were the ones who did star wars for a while they uh they did all the hellboy stuff too oh so. right all the rccp stuff so but yeah, my comic knowledge is very limited because, yeah, like like you, I don't have very many superhero comics, and I always had a hard time figuring out where to start and where like universes started. There's so much content there that I get lost in just trying to figure it out. Yeah, and uh, my my collector brain, I know there's some level of like ADD or like some kind of compulsion where I can't just own a random numbered thing. I have to own all of them. So like the fact that I do own this like Loud House number thirteen is not a joke. I do need to get at least one through twelve at the minimum. Um, just to like be okay with it in my collection. <laughs> yeah, I'm still missing about I think six through whatever the last one, Sandman, um, compilation books, and I want to finish that as well. Yeah, yeah, I um like that's why like I was okay with reading like short series and things like that. Like I actually have uh the Mirror's Edge comic someplace, and it was just like a four series. Um, the Emo Boys is like a 32 series, and I have almost all of them, and then um. Uh, I Kill Giants. I I have all of those comics. Um, I highly recommend watching that movie. It's actually a really cool representation of the comics. If you can find the comics, read them. They're really good. But um, it's like uh, D&D meets actual giant fighting stuff. So I think part of the ADD thing, too, is I have tried digital comics, and they just don't work for me. Um, it's one of the very few mediums that you have to hit physically. Like the only digital comic book I read through the whole thing was the last, the eighth season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, because that was only in comic book form. I, I watched that, but now I own it, and I'm so glad I read it over just watching it because I had a hard time reading—not watching, but reading the uh, web comics. I have a hard time with web comics in general. <laughs> it's funny. I can actually do web comics when I know that they're ex- like exclusively web comics. I just can't do like m- big name comics when they're like when I know there's like a paper version out there. <laughs> Because like um, I'm a huge fan of Homestruck. I I love Homestruck something fierce. So yeah, I never really got into Homestruck. Um, I know maybe I was a bit too old for that when it came out, but um, or I just wasn't in when it was like big. But yeah, I never really got into Homestruck. But I know of it. I uh, there's that red guy who reads mail. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to it. It's a weird show or a uh, weird. I don't know if you can even necessarily call it a comic, but Website it's, good. it's good nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's really good. I like the trolls. Um, I have a friend who's um, at like 
her most of her um essence that makes her is kind of based off of homestruck um and none of us would have it any other way she's she's fantastic she has her own like troll art that she does and stuff like that so it's weird it's a, there's a lot of like childhood things like that that people won't get to experience nowadays like i was just thinking about like youtube the other day people are not going to experience the taking your favorite anime and your favorite mu- song and making a music video and putting it on YouTube and having people comment on how well you pick you match the anime to music. That whole thing is like so copyrighted strike nowadays <laughs> that kids yeah. will never have that like that that experience at all. It's like it's completely yeah. lacking. Well, and it's funny, like, um the games used to play on like new grounds and stuff, they weren't good. Like, let's all be real. They were bad. Oh yeah. Every tower defense game that I literally sunk like thirty hours of my life into was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like I would play them and like the stick fight, uh, stick figure fighting. It was all bad, but like so much Newgrounds content made up my childhood. Exactly. And yeah, the meme culture and stuff will survive. Like I've, I've heard people talk about like Sal's fingers and uh, some of like the Charlie and the Candy Mountain and all that stuff today, like which were, you know, circulating back in the day. But um, those things survived. But um, but those experiences like. Homestar, you know, experiencing it when it was new and all that stuff, it's it's gone. It's gone. It's, it, there's no like there's no, no like modern equivalent that I know of of those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I feel like there kind of is in the form of like TikTok now. Like, and I I, it's not for what you get content wise, but it's for like what the new generation is big on. Um, because like you have to remember they're kind of absorbing it the same we would absorb stuff on like Ebom's World and things like that. We were like, oh, there's a video, let's watch that because that's something new. <laughs> So they just get that in TikTok form. TikToks is so weird. I, I, I get sucked into them and then I like halfway, like after like 20 or 30 minutes, like, what am I doing? Like, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's the, literally the exact same thing I hear from every single one of my friends. Like all of us are like, oh my gosh, I just watched TikToks until that guy said, hold up. You've been watching for way too long. And we're like, oh God, we have been. Oh no, I didn't cook dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, why was I watching these things? Like, I don't care about makeup tutorials. I don't care about, you know, all these different things, but they just <laughs> pop up. I think I'll watch one that's like about a video game or something I like, and then like the next one will pop up and then I'll keep on going. And now you get TikToks like squeezing your Instagram and Facebook, like their version of TikToks, which are never fully finished. And so it's like, because they have different time algorithms. And so I was like, so much time wasted. Yeah. I've, um, I've been better about not like, and again, we're not bashing TikTok. Like, no, no, no. I'm really happy people enjoy TikTok. It's really cool. Uh, Capo Joe, who I talked about earlier, he's going to be doing some tutorial stuff for, um, like doing better art and stuff on there. Like there's, there's a market for TikTok. TikTok is really good. It lets people be creative, but no, I, I TikTok with purpose with purpose is great. Like going and watching what you mean to watch. But when you get stuck into like a loop of things that you really don't mentally care about, but yet you're watching it still, it's like, that's when I'm like, okay, I need to do something else. It's like, it's like the Facebook videos you're going through and you find yourself getting stuck into one of those like easy, uh, easy fix videos, whatever. And then like the commercial oh, starts yeah. to play and like, it like snaps you out of like whatever trance you're and, like, Oh, I can go live the rest of my life. Thank you commercial for stopping that. And you move on. <laughs> Yeah, which uh, which kind of is uh, we we go from time seeking in uh, TikTok to being like, oh wait, maybe we should go play Minecraft. But Minecraft rewards you with having a building at the end. You go through TikTok and you're like, I don't want to tell anybody I watch these things because I'm ashamed. But um... <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, uh, just just to kind of bring it up. We've uh, uh, Andrew finally talked me into uh, downloading uh, Minecraft and. Uh, we we both tried playing on Java and we both ended up on Bedrock because neither of us want to go through the effort of programming yeah. to make Java do what we wanted to do. So or figure out all the different types of mods and what mods we want and matching our mods and all the things you have to do to make that work just right. And then also um, we wanted um, to do something that I think we wanted to use the realms feature on Bedrock so yeah. um, so we could just go on whenever we wanted to. We didn't have to worry about having a a slave computer basically do all the work for us. Yeah, and it's it's been kind of cool. So that the very first thing that I grabbed, he was laughing at me as I was buying it. Was um, I was like, oh, I can't make my own skin. Let's just go look at the skin shop. And as proof that your computer's always listening, the very first thing listed was Steven Universe. So mm-hmm. uh, I bought that while we were talking about what we were gonna do, and then I loaded it with my Steven Universe skins. So yes, 
And of course, I'm sitting there as a little, um, a little Jawa. I think was the first one I used. I think I, I switched yep. to Yoda, and I forgot to change it. Um, so I'm in Yoda for another thing. So I'm like this little Yoda. <laughs> but it's funny is uh, to Nate, I'm really small, but on my screen, I, I see him eye to eye. So it's kind of funny. Sometimes this character looks down at me, I'm like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I'm looking you in your eyes, sir." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun just building and hanging out and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we were both uh, very, very quick to note we're both really bad at Minecraft and that we've never beaten Minecraft. Yeah. I haven't even been to the Nether. Um, Andrew knows how to get there. I don't. He says something about building a portal, so we're going to figure that out soon. Yep. And we're just taking it slow. We're just going for the resources we want. But um, one thing that's kind of cool is I've been playing for a little while, but I took a small break. I've been playing with my nephews, and my nephews don't really have a focus. So we'll be in a world for like 10 minutes, and then it'll load a new world they bought and be in that for 10 minutes. And so, yeah, we hardly ever you know, sit down and do stuff. I think there's one world where we actually built stuff. But it was all pre the new update. And Nate and I have been having a lot of fun with the caves and underground mm-hmm. things. There's a lot of really fun caves and things to explore. The actual mining part is less boring and a lot more interesting than it was before because there's a lot of things to discover and see yeah we we um like when we first started out we we're like okay well i know i'm supposed to dig down so i was just like digging down and all of a sudden i just opened up into this giant like cavern i was like well this is cool yeah so. we have a whole like universe underneath i think there's like lava <laughs> area there's water area with axolotls there's so many slimes 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 all the slimes <laughs> i i think i even like made the sign to our mind saying the mines and slime caves I think it's what I call yeah. it, a slime mine, because of so many slimes. The, the slimes were spawning in so much, I had to figure out kind of where they were spawning and just build a giant wall. Exactly. So they couldn't get to us. <laughs> and you can hear them, like, bouncing against the wall every time we, like, spawn into our area. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's but. been a lot of fun. It's been really cool, kind of just kind of nicely building. Like, we have a house. I've been building whenever I'm like like still for like more than ten minutes. I end up building a tower in Minecraft, so I've been building a tower. And Nate's doing the responsible for the thing and building farms and giving us food and resources, and I'm just building up. <laughs> it's it's the only thing I know how to do. I was like, well, we need a wheat to make bread, and then to get cows and things like that, so we can make books. So I was like, well. I'm going to start growing wheat because it's an easy thing to find. Then I went on that, like, what, three-hour journey to try and find melons? Yeah. And we don't even use them now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we use them to get bone meal somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I found a fancy thing. I've been doing a... This is how dedicated I've been. We've actually been doing, like, research outside of the game to find out how to make stuff. So I found out how to make, like, a, a compost or work faster. <laughs> I just don't know how you get bones out of watermelon. There's something really wrong with our watermelon. <laughs> I think there's everything is wrong with Minecraft too because we can't get paper from a tree, but we can from sugar cane. Yes, for sure, that's how it works. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're trying to get closer to um, getting enchantment stuff, trying to get more diamonds, mm-hmm. and then try to build a, another portal. So that's kind of where we're at in the kind of early stages. And we're just having a lot of fun building stuff. Like with my nephews, they go back and forth between creative and non-creative. So we've done a lot of things. But I didn't know how we, you actually get to those things. So, like, I discovered while playing how to make paintings. And so I started putting paintings everywhere. And so, yeah. and um, and just, like, cool stuff like that. Like, I never really had to think about how that worked and how to actually get the materials to make a painting. So that was cool. And a lot of little things like that. I had to figure out how not to kill your axolotls. That was another thing I had to mm-hmm. look up. Yeah, we, we learned that the hard way. Poor, poor axolotls. We were like five-year-olds with turtles. Exactly. I had this great little area. They had like this like underground section. They had this really cool like cave section. So like they, I thought they would like match the home habitat. And then I found out that if axolotls are outside of water for a certain amount of time, they despawn. I'm like, oh, okay then. So we had uh, all water. So they had to take away their land. <laughs> yep. Hundred yep. percent water. Which is fine, because I think that's actually how Ascalados normally live. They can go on the land, but I think they normally just live completely submerged for most of the time. So, yeah, that yeah. makes sense now I think about it. But, yeah. Yep, learning things. Learning how much we hate creepers. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, we've had to put a giant perimeter around our, fa- our farm and stuff like that. And, again, we are by no means like those cool professionals you see on, like, YouTube and stuff. Where, uh, we're very not good at what we're doing, but that's okay. Yes. So <laughs> we we keep dying from the stupidest stuff like you fell in lava last week. Yeah. But think about it, I'll probably do a, a a recording of like a tour of our house or something and put it up on YouTube so then we can put it on our thing. But um but yeah, yeah, I fell into lava with all my all my iron stuff. That happens to me a lot more. 
than I like to admit, even even my older games. A lot of times, I didn't realize this too, especially in the Java edition. I haven't seen it as much in the uh, Bedrock, but creepers that can fall from the ceiling and explode right next to you when you haven't seen one. It's like, I once found a diamond. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I was just about to, in Java, you can teleport. So I was going to teleport back home to save it. And this creeper just lands next to me, explodes, and all my stuff just flies over to the, uh, to the left into the lava and just goes away. It's like, oh, like the nine diamonds I just found are gone. I'm so upset. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? Why are creepers a thing? Why, why is this <laughs> happening to me? The, um, but yeah, so yeah, we're having a lot of fun. We are playing Bedrock, which is actually a little bit harder than Java, I think, in the end. Um, Java can be mm-hmm. more difficult, but the fact that like, in Java you have mods and stuff, like in our version, you can once you lock in your location, like your house, you can stop um, stop um, creepers from exploding and destroying what you've built. Stuff like that, because it's like, basically immune to creeper blast. Um, you aren't still, but your house is, and things like that, which are, are nice little add-ons that you can kind of keep stuff a map. And teleportation is easy, great little add-ons as well. So we kind of we're kind of just playing the bare bones thing, but at the same time, it's kind of fun not having to worry about like all the extra things that I don't know exactly how they should be working properly. So I'm not really using them to the fullest. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, it's also nice because we're kind of like learning how to play the game too. So it's better to kind of learn how every aspect of the game works rather than just be like, I don't want to do this and just like ignore it. Exactly, and I'm I'm excited for like. Some of the things I want to try to do, like figure out redstone, figure out how to make lights and stuff turn on and off with redstone, and all the kind of things you can do with redstones. Just I've never actually had the time to do it, so I'm kind of excited to try it. Yeah, well, I, I've mined a lot of redstone, so there's a lot in one of those boxes someplace yep. in the world. I don't remember where, which one I put it in, but yeah. But yeah. But yeah, we've been doing that a lot. Um, I also did get a capture card for... Uh, my birthday so i installed that bad boy i'm gonna try and do a stream um so you know trying to check mark all the uh internet personality things yes. i guess you know yeah i got a ca- podcast check instagram check yeah. twitch check i got a capture card for my switch as well yeah and that yeah that that's gonna be fun um I, um the pokemon legends game is one i think you about doing more streams with because that's a nice like i was not expecting to have as much fun with that game as i'm having uh, I don't think anyone was. I guess we should talk about that really quick. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even want to get this game after they announced like the initial trailer. I was like, this looks stupid. And that's so hard for me to say about a Pokemon game because I love Pokemon stuff in general. I was like, nope, this looks stupid. I'm not buying it. And then fast forward, like the first day of release, three of my friends said, this is like the best Pokemon game I've ever played. And I said, you're lying. That can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got it. I'm like, okay, this might actually be the best Pokemon game I've played. But when I first saw it, like it hit, hit all the boxes of things I disliked in, in what they were trying to do in the new games, like having Pokemon loose that you had to avoid and get around and stuff like that. I was like, ah, oh, that's so annoying. But in this game, you have less stress about trying to get it from point A to point B that attacking and fighting the Pokemon in the way is actually what you're trying to do and it's a little bit more fun. Whereas in the Pokemon Sword, they were a nuisance. And so that was like the first thing. And then like, this looks like it's like a lot less stuff going on. The world looks a lot more sparse, but again, it's doing something completely different than what I was expecting it to be doing. And it's so much more relaxing and stuff. One thing I did learn though, is do not just, you know, t- close out the game and charge overnight and then go back into it. Cause your character, if you're, if you didn't close the game, your character's still standing there and you will be dead when you come back. Cause the Pokemon will kill you. <laughs> um, the other thing that's been kind of funny about the game is I, I, I saw a couple of memes for it too, but it's um in this game, you're the one in the bushes that's attacking the oh, Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> when you really think about it, because like when you sneak around, you like sneak and you're like, yeah, and they're like, ah, I've been attacked. Yeah. So it kind of puts the shoe on the other foot. <laughs> one thing that I love about this game, which I thought I was going to hate, but I absolutely love, is the actual fact that you throw Pokeballs. The fact that you can aim them and you can throw them. Yes, you can lock on and throw them, but it's so satisfying when you're far away and you throw a Pokemon halfway across the world and it still hits the Pokemon. <laughs> look, look, anyone that's played games with me before knows that I am not built to play first-person shooters. Um, so I was really worried about that, but it's not that bad in this game. It just feels really good when you like manage. Heavy balls, so those are hard to throw. But yeah. Yeah. Everything else is pretty uh, it's, it's still really cool, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm liking the game so far. I am very early days. I still haven't gotten them out, which I hear is, happens very early in the game. So yeah. um, 
So yeah, yeah it's it's pretty cool. The storytelling is actually really w- well done too. Um, I'm super new in it. I honestly don't know if you've been transported back into time, if you're in a different dimension, things like that. You know, that the story is yet to be told, but it's pretty cool. And I think that was the only thing I was slightly disappointed in was that you were from the future. You got sent back in time with a cell phone. I was like, okay, I get that. That's kind of a cool story. Like, but I would have really enjoyed the idea of being where this is where we're from. And I'm not some special person from the future. I'm just a person in this world trying to, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, after like, I, I was disappointed when I saw him like, oh, okay. So I probably won't like this game so much. And I got into it. I'm like, no, it's fine. After you get your old uniform on, it kind of breaks that, that kind of future thing. Once, once you get rid of t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> Also, this isn't a spoiler. This is literally the opening scene yeah. of the game. Yeah, so. no, yeah, yeah. It's the first thing that happens. <laughs> I'm just letting you know yeah. if you were like me and you weren't so stoked with that happening, it's it's a very minor part of the very beginning of the game so far. And once you get into the game, it's it doesn't really impact it too much. So it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with it now. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, I like that you're given quests. Um, I like that the Pokédex is actually a Pokédex where you actually have to do things. <laughs> have, have you seen? I think that's really cool. Have you seen the Pokédex meme? No. So it's a Pokemon meme where it's um, Pokemon Red and Blue, and you're going and talking to Professor X. Uh, professor X, you're talking to the Professor Oak, and he he's like, "Here's this Pokédex. I just invented it." And in the back is the paper Pokédex on fire, like burning behind him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, beforehand, it's like, um, like you'll always remember your contributions to the Pokédex. And then later, it's like Professor X, yeah. <laughs> I just invented this. <laughs> um i i uh, the other thing i think is really funny too is um uh they uh they actually do talk about other regions in this game too i don't want to spoil them at all but it does like do a really good job of being like also these other regions do exist don't forget like yeah you may be in Sinnoh right now but you know things change a little bit so the other thing i like about it too is that the pokedex isn't just capturing pokemon you have to capture a lot of them like when i had to get like my what 30 or 50 bedoffs i'm like oh great yeah but there's a lot of like really interesting things like you, you need to get a certain amount of heavy ones I've, yeah, I like the cricket tunes. You have to give them berries. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's good. teaching you how to play at the same time. It's giving you interesting side quests, like use electric attacks against this water Pokemon, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, again, my only complaint I had with this game is one I always have with every Pokemon game. Um, it did a lot of hand-holding for the first hour of the game. One thing I do like about this game, too, is that because they're adding all this, like, you can throw Pokeballs, the world's open... You know, you can do whatever you go. They really, and I didn't notice this until I played a, a big chunk of it, they really kind of simplified combat. Like, you have your four attacks, but you don't have to worry about, like, held items anymore. You don't have to worry about a lot of the status effects kind of go away when you're done. It's a lot of things that com- combat is actually a lot less intense than it is in the old game, yeah. and which I quite like. Yeah. They've they've also, in a way, they've almost made it more complicated, too, because you get, like, the specialty attack things, where you can do, like, the quick attacks or the strong attacks, and sleep is a little different now, where it doesn't always happen. So, so like, there's there's more nuances to it, but overall, I think the game is more streamlined. It feels more like an RPG than, like, a turn-based fighting thing. It's like, so. Yeah, I feel like I'm spending a lot less mental energy to play the game than I was the old Pokemon game. The other thing I thought was interesting is if you get too close to two random Pokemon you might actually be in attack yeah. with both of them because there was an attack I was doing against a Geodude the other day and I attacked him and then I think, ah, I killed him, he's down. And then I got hit by a tackle and I realized like behind my screen there was another Geodude who was close enough that also was aggroed. I'm like, oh, I've been fighting two of these the whole time. <laughs> I learned that the hard way because I got into a fight with a regular Pokemon and then right behind it was like one that was 10 levels above. Uh-huh. And I was like, la, la, la. And then my Pokemon was down. I was like, well, that's weird. This guy shouldn't have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I tried to run away. But, one of yeah. the red eye guys. What they call uh, it? it wasn't one of those, uh, luckily, but uh, the alpha Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, the alpha. Uh, yeah. But yeah, without spoiling that game too much, um, way better than the initial footage made it look. So if you haven't picked it up yet, mm-hmm. just just buy it. It's worth it. It's one of those I, games. I feel bad for hating the game so much. It's one of those games that I honestly think looks worse when you're watching somebody else play and it looks better when you have it in your own hands. I can't really explain it, but like when you watch somebody else play, it seems very sparse. But when you're playing it, it's this enough going on that you don't notice it being sparse as you play yeah yeah and it kind of um the game that almost made me think of more than anything else was okami Uh i don't know if you ever played that game Uh but it kind of makes me think of that where like you're exploring a world that looks really pretty there isn't actually that much going on but like you're you're there to enjoy it and play through the game and 
you know, get to the next point. So one of the games everyone I own and have yet to play, I've owned it for like a month and I've yet to play it because I so I want to play it and want to sit down and just focus on it is Breath of the Wild. I think I I think it's been built up too much in my head, and I'm worried that if I start playing, it, I'm gonna be either greatly disappointed or bored with it and it'll be, it'll be one of the two and I'm like so I'm, I've been putting it off but here's um, a lot of things like um, that I like in this are in Breath of the Wild so I think I probably will end up trying that pretty soon yeah like the only thing that really kept me from like thoroughly loving Breath of the Wild was just how fast the weapons broke but everything else about the game was fantastic the, the one thing I did hear that made me really sad and I don't know if this is true or not I just heard is that there isn't a really like strong soundtrack to it like it's like all anime no, it's, music there's it's really good ambient piano music so yeah. if you like piano music you'll probably love it but um it's very calm the entire way through and i actually like the soundtrack a lot personally because so. like, so like with orca time and uh, majora's mask and also the, the music was huge even in like um even in world wind waker it was it was an awesome part of it so i was like so i was a little worried about that but yeah is that and then of course there's um two more Breath of the Wild type games coming out. So we have this is the Pokemon one, and then we're gonna have Kirby soon. Who's gonna have a Breath of the Wild? Version? Yeah, I'm excited about the Kirby one. I like the whole like apocalyptic world thing has got going on. Yeah, I'm very excited about Kirby. And then the other one, of course, is Sonic. That he's getting a, a Breath of the Wild type um, veneer. So we're getting a lot of games um, for Switch, which is great in its five fifth year or whatever of existence. Uh, something one. like that. Yeah, yeah. still yeah. doing quite well. It's a great system. I've been watching a lot of Switch uh, people online. Uh, Beat 'em ups and uh, Wolf Den are the two that I've been watching a lot. But um, but yeah, it's it's fun just kind of diving into the world of Switch and like the actual reviews and games and stuff like that. It's kind of fun to watch. They try to get me to play Stardew Value Value. I've not played Stardew Valley yet, but I love Stardew Valley. But um, I uh, Stardew Valley falls into that like again that ADD collection thing where. If I'm going to play the game, I have to make sure I play it, like, right. But but that that's just for me personally. Um, I just haven't, like, really been fully invested to actually finish the game because I've hit a point where I'm like, oh, I think I need to restart my world because I don't think I did this right. So Yeah. That's why I typically avoid games like that. But but I love Stardew Valley. He's also working on a new game, um, uh, Concerned Ape. He does uh, sound, music, art, gameplay, all that stuff for all of his games exclusively on his own, I think. But this one's like a chocolatier game, so you're like a chocolate maker. So that one looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I haven't really tried any of the cooking games like Overcooked or anything like that. Yet. I hear good things and bad things Ooh, about I, this. I hate Overcooked. That game is not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've heard good things and I've heard bad things. The game I'm looking the most forward to is uh, Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Yeah, um, I, I will say Overcooked is actually a very good game. It is not a good game for me. Like I can tell everything it does is exactly what it's supposed to do. It is not built for people like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I play games like that, like uh, Dark Souls. It's a beautiful game. I understand why people love it. I cannot play it. It's way yes. it's way too much for me. So I'm like, yeah, okay. This is a game that's not meant for me. <laughs> I, I always like to remind uh, myself and other people, like, even if I don't like this, there probably is someone that likes this, and that's okay. Exactly. I can definitely appreciate, like, in Dark Souls, what is awesome about it, why people like it, and get really into it. Problem with Dark Souls is, like, I could probably play it, I could probably get good at it, but it's the only game I'll be playing for, like, a couple of months solid. And I can't really concentrate on anything else or get any other kind of mechanics or anything in my head, and I just, I like playing too many games to do that. Well, it's like I was telling you when I was playing Metroid Dread, like, um... I had to only play that game because if you stop playing that game, you lose your like, like response time in that game. So you have to play start to finish. Otherwise you might have to restart or struggle for a while. I need to finish that game. My problem is I bought too many games with my switch. And so I'm, yes, I'm getting overloaded. <laughs> um, I've done really well in smash. I got all my characters unlocked and now I'm going through uh, this and I've been um, doing the Zelda um, link to the past on my uh, YouTube channel. So I've been playing that whenever I can and recording that. So that that's kind of what I've been doing now. But yeah, I need to branch out to more stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have a lot of games actually on my Switch that I've been like, I don't really know when I want to play these because I need to dedicate time to like playing these. And I've actually decided I think I want to try playing them on Twitch. Um, first off, because they'll make me sit down and play them, and I'll only do that and nothing else. Um, but they're also like story driven games, so I think that'd be really fun to just kind of make my Twitch stream more like story 
driven game content but um the one i do want to play first is night in the woods i've heard that's a really good game i heard that's really good too one of the ones i've heard is really good that i downloaded haven't played yet but it's something i probably will stream is hades Oh, I love Hades. Yep. Oh, that's great storytelling with uh, minimal storytelling. That's like the uh, the perfect example of show, don't tell. So. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to stream that one. Though, if it's a story-based game, I don't want to root it for other people, so I might have a little disclaimer on there. Like, if you want to play this game, maybe play it first and then come see me struggle uh, for it. Hades? Yeah. Oh, just tell them to read Greek mythology first, and they'll be fine. Okay, then I'd probably be fine then. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, um anything i think we probably should wrap it up where oh yeah um, Yeah, i didn't even realize how how long we've been going for um yeah i mean pretty much the only thing i want to say before we finish is um i i have been watching a lot of streamers over the holidays i just kind of remembered how much i love twitch and the art community on there is just so fantastic um cupo joe is great on there he's actually got a whole group of um like streamers that he's like in like a friend group with on there and of course i forgot all their names now because i'm on the spot and have to name them off but like tofu is a fantastic artist on there as well so and then like jen marine is really good on there too um i'll put a link to his uh twitch stream on here um i like his content it's all wholesome he has a no cussing stream essentially like no no rude words stuff he uses a lot of heckers and dudes and my guys so he's really fun to like listen to super interactive with his uh stuff and he does pixel art which is really cool he's uh a professional game artist so i like his content a lot yeah we were just talking about um D &D. was it jenny jenny oh yeah jenny d oh i love jenny d's content it's also very wholesome there's another good um streamer to kind of shout out um she does some really cool D D stuff she does some cool cosplay stuff she actually does some cool videos where you can kind of be in character and then talk to like she like talks to you as if you're in character i haven't used one with a character yet but it just sounds it just looks kind of cool that the fact that she came up with that concept i've never even heard of that concept before yeah and she's also an amazing musician so i love i love all of her content start to finish as well I um I will say I've been very um on the wholesome side of things lately. I haven't really been watching too many like angry streamers or angry shows other than Doom Patrol. It's been um pretty pretty like positivity life lately. Me and my girlfriend <laughs> have been really enjoying like watching Gravity Falls because she hasn't watched it before and her sister's been bugging her too. So I, I could be uh, with my nephews for so long and stuff like that. I've been watching a lot of wholesome streamers and stuff, and that's one of the reasons why I started watching Hippiotech again. He's just a very quiet very calming voice when he does stuff he he starts off every video with a little howdy hey which i love the way he says it. it's like howdy hey and then like later on so you stick around for another five minutes you'll get an extra howdy hey and then later on it's like like i said it here's your howdy hey howdy hey <laughs> it's, like, it's great and he does he does talks about yeah. keyboards and then um i we talked about this on the, i talked about her on the show before um bait and switch oh not bait and switch so switch and click um is another keyboardist and she is uh, she, the, her humor, the way she um does things, the, her energy levels—it's just fun to watch, and it's very wholesome. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I actually watch the shows. Um, there's some keyboard streamers who I don't like as much because they're a little bit more angry or other things, but those two are super wholesome, and it got me into a whole genre of things I didn't think I'd like, which is mechanical keyboards. And they're just—I don't know—when you watch somebody who's passionate about something, who is well wholesome <laughs> adds a lot yeah, to it i think yeah. um you'll end up watching and getting into hobbies and things that you never thought you would actually get into like i have a, a mechanical keyboard now only because these two people were very interesting to watch and easy to watch and listen to and not have to think about it and get stressed over yeah i um <laughs> i actually bought two art style books just because of one of the streamers i was watching because he was doing this whole project where he was going back to his basics and he was like these are the books i'm referencing and i bought them and they've i think helped me out a little bit more to get back on track with my game because i've never been like very professionally trained in art so it's been mostly self-taught so it's kind of cool to have some like fundamentals but that's a different conversation later yeah. on um, i need to i would get a list yeah, of then, um, I, art streamers from you because one of the things i want to get back into to is uh, magic altering magic cards and i thought i might try to stream some of my actual art on there and i haven't really watched too many artists on streams i've seen a couple of videos here and there people doing live streams of magic card alters but i think it'd be really um valuable for me to start watching a bunch of people who do art just in general on stream and see how they do that how they interact and all that stuff and kind of get an idea of the lay of the land 
if you would, while also supporting people who do things that I think are awesome, like art on stream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I stumbled in there just because I was like, well, I should watch how people make art so I know like realistic expectations and what to aim for and what I'm not capable of yet. And I was on there, I was just like, man, these are all like normal people. Like, I'm just going to watch these. These are awesome. So, so yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, wrapping it up. Um, it's been it's been a really good holiday. Um, like we've watched a lot of cool shows. Um, a lot more stuff came out. Um, plenty more stuff to talk about. I think. Um, we'll probably have some more. Um, of these kind of casual talks, done line. Um, I have a lot to say about like Wheel of Time and stuff like that. So we'll probably have have a whole conversation on that later down the line. And of course, there's the new Star Wars show. There's Cowboy Bebop. The Critical Role show. Critical Role. Um, I just got into Murderville. Um. I finished, finally finished Only Murders in the Building. Lots of things to talk about, so we'll be getting really nerdy and all over the place and more focused um, as we go forward. And we'll probably still sprinkle in the, the Harry Potter as we get to them as well. Yeah, yeah, and I've also uh, read an excessive amount of graphic novels over the holiday, too. I just finished Amulet and things like that, too. So there, there's a lot of content to be absorbed and shared and things like that. But um, I, I'm going to just go ahead and start the outro right now. Um uh, my name is Nate. You can find me on my uh, Instagram, Nate and Newt Campbell. Um, I think my Twitch channel might be available and started and things like that starting now. So you can find me at twitch.tv slash napcamp. And uh, yeah, and then that's and then this is Andrew over here. Yeah. And um, I'm Andrew, of course. And you can find me on my YouTube channel on Timelapse GS. GS stands for Game Studios. You can find me on my Facebook pages as Timelapse GS as well. And you can find me on my Instagram under the same name. And yeah, that's pretty much all that we have for today. So we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Ciao.